welcome to the Doubt Every Thought podcast, showing you the simple way of returning to God through forgiveness, prayer, and doubting every thought. If you're looking for peace in life and want to know what God really is about, you've come to the right spot. I wish you well, and let's get this episode started. Alrighty, everyone. Welcome to the Doubt Every Thought podcast. I think this will be episode number 15 or 16, depending upon when I can edit this. Today, we've been graced with another good person. His name is Leo, and uh, Leo joins us. He is a fellow son of God. Uh, just wanted to get him on and talk about his experiences waking up, talk about God, you know, the usual fun stuff. So, Leo, thanks for calling in, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, man. Anytime. Pleasure to be here, and thanks for inviting me, man. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's awesome to have you on. I mean, I've had a few other people on. We just kind of talked about like their own experiences waking up and you know for anybody new to the podcast it's the three simple steps to returning to god right which is uh step one is forgiving your parents for making you resent them and then step two is doing the silent prayer which is to know thyself so you really get to get a feel of who you are yeah and then of course like the name of the podcast the third step is to doubt every thought which uh Satan talking to you at least that's my perspective and uh, mm. it's fascinating when it's that simple and when I went to go do it it blew my mind so that's just the overview man but I wasn't sure if you want to get background tell people how old you are you know uh, where you're from at oh, least yeah. the details that you're willing to admit uh, on a podcast <laughs> most definitely man it's easy I'm trying to be an open book but um so yeah my name is Lino Gutierrez I'm 26 years old Hispanic I'm brown, pretty brown. dark. You brown. Okay. You brown. Very nice. Um, <laughs> let's see. Stay out in LA, obviously. Uh, currently working at Home Depot. Recently enlisted in the Army. Going to be deploying or going to basic training about uh, this coming May. That's exciting. That is very exciting. That's like a big step for you, isn't it? Like when you sign up for that type of thing, is it um like a six-year thing you're signing up for? Or how does I- that thing work? I believe it varies depending on what uh, what jobs they have available or what your plan is and what you uh, set up with your recruiter. But yeah. what I have in my contract is eight years in total. Okay. I'm going to be doing half of that full-time and then the other half uh, part-time. So four-year, four-year. Do you go into the reserve at the part-time or is it more your part-time uh, I, army style? Ideally, I wanted to be full-time the whole time, but um, I guess... Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what happened, but the first half of the eight years is going to be full time. Then the, the second half is going to be part time. So I'm That's like, awesome. I'm just excited to, you know, to actually be in the military. So I'll just take what, what I can. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, is this something you always exciting. wanted to do? Like, did you always want to join the military and be someone or was it more kind of after you woke up, you realized that you're a beta and you had to <laughs> get the, you know, get the discipline. There, there might be some of that, too. You know, when, when I think about it, but initially it was really like uh, I always wanted, had that admiration for soldiers or people in the military because it just seemed so cool. Like Commando, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Rambo, yep. Stallone, yep. just bad, but bad butt people, you know, kicking butt. <laughs> and I was like, damn, that's sick. But until now, I didn't really have the courage to kind of sign up. And then um, I just realized at the same time, like I could use that discipline. I mean, they're not trying to beat you down. They're really trying to build you up, your character. Yeah, so, the, the idea of discipline is huge. 
right. from what I've learned. I, I do know, yes, there's a lot of sitting around, you know, hurry up and do nothing type activities, but at the same time, you learn that discipline to follow through. And I think um, it'll probably be a great experience too when you're just with your thoughts alone. Right. You'll be able to uh, doubt every thought. So that sounds cool. It's 26, man. And did you grow up with uh, like having two parents or was it more being raised by mama only? Or what was kind of your experience there? Thankfully so. Especially now looking back, um, both parents throughout are they're still still married. Uh, I was not born out of wedlock. Is that yeah. they they were married when they had me. Okay. And um, growing up, I was uh, identified with my mother until about maybe when I woke up a couple years ago. So that's when I started waking up. And then, Interesting. Um, yeah, as far as like my childhood or like yeah. experience, all that, it was pretty, of course I had it ups and downs, but looking back, it was kind of miserable really. Just because once you yeah. have that ident once you identify with your mom, you, you like uh, Jesse Lee Peterson says like you you I guess you uh, have the same characteristics meaning like emotional you kind of take things up the butt like real easy get anger yeah yep. there's just really no peace I think that's a simple way of putting it it's a great way to put it and give context yeah JLP Jesse Lee Peterson he's the pastor and he has a a really great talk show, I think Monday through Friday from 6 a.m. Mm. to uh, 9 a.m. So highly recommend it. It's on DLive right now and YouTube. Just look for Jesse Lee Peterson. But Highly recommend it. Yeah. It's, mm. uh, have you ever called into a show before? I haven't yet, but. <laughs> you know, I, I haven't, but uh, I don't, like when you call in, don't you sometimes have to wait like an hour just to maybe get on the yeah. show? Yeah. So I'm like, I don't have that kind of time. I, yeah. I, I don't have that kind of patience either to be like waiting out there. <laughs> You'll get it not, over not time. Good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and one thing you kind of just said is, you know, for me waking up, it was like January time frame, you know, where I was like, oh, it's three simple steps. You know, okay, I went to my parents, forgave them. And then suddenly God forgave me. And I'm like, what the? What you know? the? <laughs> <laughs> but you kind of said you woke up a few years ago. Um, is that... We, is it kind of that, that idea of how many are, what, many are chosen, few are, many are shown, few are chosen, many are chosen, few follow the path? You know, is this something that you've always realized you're a little different than your family? Or is this kind of something a few years ago you just encountered Jesse Lee Peterson? Like, how did you actually discover the whole idea of forgiveness and, like, doubting every thought? Well, before I get to, into that, I did want to say, uh, yeah. like, um, as a kid, I, my my mom and my dad were always working, like workaholics. So I they you know I I didn't really get to uh, spend so much time with them. Um, I see. Yeah. Like I was I was uh, around a lot with the nanny, but mm. as a kid growing up, I always longed. I remember it clearly, like having or seeing other families at the park, like having barbecues, playing soccer, and I was like, damn, I wish I had that with my family. Like even as a kid. <clears throat> Right. I would realize that, like, you know, my family's kind of separated. Everybody's kind of doing their own thing. Um, Interesting. Parents are doing their work. Hmm. My brother, sister, you know, it's like sibling warfare going on. And then, Interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then after that. Was it kind of like when you were a child that you yearned for having your father around more? Or was it more kind of comparative that honestly, something was missing, you know? 
I would say now that you ask that, now I'm thinking about it, I say it really comes down to the father because there's nothing like a father's love, man. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, uh, it's it fills your heart up. It it gives you that peace and makes you feel worthy. You know, uh, like some significance. Like, man, I'm recognized by the man, which is especially at a kid, you always see your father as like the the soldier, like right. the general. Right. And, then, and in, um, in your family, was your dad the head of the household, or was it more kind of you know? switched you know where mom led the household and the matriarchy pretty much uh i think oh yeah pretty much they give the simple answer yeah because my dad was always working just trying to starting businesses making sure he they were running straight and it was successful but i rarely got to see him at the house and and i don't really have a a whole lot of memories uh yeah of being with him like in my experience too it's like my father was always around um because he actually worked from home so i would sit in his lap while he was like computer programming and i i clearly remember that time (laughs) and it's like what you said it it wasn't like an emotional time in the morning when he would let me do that with him Mm -hmm. but it was always just peaceful and just kind of nice just fun you know relaxing yes there's serious things happening yes i had to be quiet Mm -hmm. but i thoroughly enjoyed just his presence just watching out for me yeah I, I totally know what you mean, hundred percent. Yeah, so that's really cool. So, both parents were working a lot. Mm-hmm. Kids wanted to kill each other. You had a nanny, makes a bunch of sense. And you said you kind of inherited, you know, your mother's mindset. And one thing I'm, I always get interested in is I was kind of wondering if you remember when you had your first thought, like when you were when you broke away from God in a way. You know, before you had like a peaceful life, you're just living as it is. And then suddenly there was like a day where like you believed whatever was being told to you in your head. Do you actually remember a time like that? Or is there like a, you know, before being fallen and then fallen type uh, type divide that you actually see? And uh, I do remember when I started getting like that victim mentality. And it started at very, very, very young. Uh, Ooh, it sounds kind of sounds like. Uh, I don't want. To, I don't know if "weird" is the right word, but anyway, like, Gay. yeah, <laughs> you know, like, I know what you or, mean. Or like, like sissy, like sissy kind yeah, of ridiculous. stuff. Yeah, ridiculous. Like as a kid, like I, uh, my dog had passed away, or he got hit by a car, and I blamed it on myself. And I, and I remember riding in the car, interesting, with my, my with all my family, and I was like a, a, uh, proclaiming to them that it was my fault. It was my fault, like a woman, or like like a victim. Yeah, yeah, and then that was like that, a beta I, like a beta <laughs> a baby beta and wow. they didn't they didn't know how to deal with, i don't know what they said they i think it just like entered one ear at the other sure sure and then um and yeah so it started pretty early and then i remember just thinking of like some just depressive stuff as a as like an early kid like 11 like drama wow i don't, I don't know so started early with you man yeah like for me it was middle school when i resented my resented my mother for making me study on the weekend it was i before then i wasn't even thinking and then i immediately said like i really don't like you right now (laughs) (laughs) something like that and that was when i first began to think that i was right you know and i resented Mm. them and that's kind of when i broke away what it felt like the break from peace and from god right was around that time frame for me and it took me up until 29 being 29 years old so a decade or so to realize that and return to God. So it's it's fascinating to talk with people about their 
their own experiences about when, like when they broke away from God and then when they came back, just kind of like that whole realm is. And so we kind of understand now, like you had your peaceful life and then those things happened and then you were in your fallen state. Mm-hmm. You're just acting like a sissy, just oh, beta. beta, beta, beta. Don't worry. We all are. Oh, yeah. if, if someone's judging you, they definitely need to forgive their mother. <laughs> <laughs> and so that sounds like that went on for a while, just being in that beta mindset and just acting like the spirit of the woman, which is Satan. Dude, I was totally woman spirit, bro. Really? Crazy. Crazy. Ugh. Embarrassing. Ugh. Oh, I feel the pain. Uh, <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> oh, man. That's amazing. And so did it keep on going through like middle school and high school and then eventually... You know, once you got to that high school age, you eventually uh, realized something was off. Well, there must have been like an impetus that um, kind of turned on the light to to realize that you needed to forgive or you needed to kind of let go of anger. Through middle school and high school, I still had that beta mindset. And I could see now that I really wanted to fit in. I did things that went against my heart. I hung around with like the bad kids, not yeah. the bad, like the, the stoners and the skaters. Yep. But but in my heart, I knew it was wrong. But I just wanted to be a part of something, and that probably goes back to not really feeling close related with my father. Sure. But as far as far as the wake up, it happened really just a couple of years ago. Because at some point, I just I was smoking weed constantly. Yeah. I was watching the pornography. Pothead. Pothead, oh and yeah, pornhead. yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, it really yeah, deep man. On that. And um, but then yeah. I was like, man, I like, I still had this, this uh, no, you know, like no peace inside, and I was searching and searching, until I one day I found out about Jesse, and I heard about the father, and I was like, damn, it clicked. It's like that's crazy. Yeah. And then ever since then, I've been awakened. And when did you when did you he find woke. him? Yeah. Um, probably a couple. Of years. You said where? No, just when, you know, like 25. I mean, you're 26 now, so like 24, 23. I'd say late 24, borderline 24, 25. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. You're lucky, man. You're catching him early. I know. (laughs) I I feel, uh, especially at that kid that was at church the other day, who's like, uh, who spoke, we were talking about him the other time. Like, that's going to be, that's going to be great for him now that he's uh, able to see. Yeah, there's, there was this um, a father who came with his son, right? Is that what you're talking about? Mm-hmm, the family. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, the family that came, actually. That was amazing. Um, so Jesse Lee Peterson has a church called Bond, Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. And it's really interesting because it's not like any other church I've been to. And I think, let me just dive into that after we take a short break. And mm. we'll, uh, we'll be right back on the Doubt Every Thought podcast. Oh, yeah. talking about before the break was uh jesse's church which is called bond right brotherhood organization of a new destiny right rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man um and he does a lot of great church things like counseling services men's forums women's forums and he has sunday service and at that service i think was it two times ago leo yeah i believe so maybe three 
There's the you're talking about the black family, right? That had the three kids. Mm -hmm. the, and yeah, the pot, yeah. The pothead dad. The pothead dad. <laughs> he, he's my weed. Yeah, yeah. He's a pothead. But <laughs> it was amazing seeing just that interaction because, you know, you had uh, everyone there at church just hanging out. There's like 20, 30 people there, um, mm. maybe more. And you had the father and mother who were together, and you had the three. Was it three kids? Yeah, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was amazing just how Jesse would talk to each one of the kids saying, if there was one thing your mother does that you don't like, what is it? You know, you wish you would stop. He made it so simple. Yeah. Him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, then he would go to the mother and the mother's just squirming. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in like a good way, it's like the Satan's coming out of her. Exactly. Know, just like. Like a garlic and vampire or something. Yeah, exactly. Jesse's the garlic, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I think what was great is the last kid who was, I don't know, four years old or something. Yeah. Uh, he was very young. Um, mm. He was saying, I think he said that my mother treats me like a baby. Yeah. You know, and then the mother's, and Jesse's, everyone's like, ooh. ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the mother's just like, but he is my baby. And Jesse's like, don't let her do that to you. <laughs> yeah, and er, as soon as she said that, everybody was like, "Oh man!" Yeah, like, exactly. Where it's like, "Look, it's the spirit of the mother." Yeah, you know, it, they it know was amazing. Mm -hmm. oh, that was amazing. And then the father, you know, I found it interesting too how uh, Jesse talked about um, how drugs and food and all those things they lower your your consciousness, and that's that's why you shouldn't do them. They really you know? do. That's that was my experience too. When I used to smoke weed or do drugs, which has been a long time, mm -hmm. but one of the reasons I was doing them uh, was to try to find that father's love, right? Find mm -hmm. that fulfillment. Mm -hmm. You know, I went to Peru, spent time with shamans, doing magic medicine stuff. Ayahuasca. Uh, yeah, ayahuasca, buddy. <laughs> That's the heavy. It's heavy. Uh, highly would not recommend it, but it's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, this, the easiest way to do it is just to forgive your parents. That's the actual solution. But I used I used to do all those different things to try to either find God or to try to run away from my uh, insecurities and problems, you know, or lower my right. consciousness. That's why I would smoke so much weed. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm not sure if that's been your experience too. Like you were doing, like why were you the one who was smoking weed? Was it to try to find that father's love? Was it to, you know, suppress those thoughts? Was there any particular reason, like, you know, knowing the pain, that type of stuff? Uh, when it started, I was too early to really know. But looking back, it was just, um, I thought it was just trying to fit in because I, I hung around with the skaters and the potheads. Yep. And, potheads. And, yep. Pothead, he's my weed. <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And uh, just trying to fit in. But uh, like, I would constantly just get anxious and hella nervous. But I would just ignore it and just sure. ignore, ignore the signs. And then until recently, when I had like this crazy trip out experience, uh, that kind of just like snapped me out. It was like, well, I kind of, this weed high that I'm getting, it showed its true colors, like where it's coming from. Sure. Um, sure. It makes a lot of sense. Like, because to me, that's what I realized I was doing is. I was nullifying something. I was mm -hmm. trying yeah. to push away thoughts or try to control my thoughts. Mm -hmm. And it really just drove me insane. Um, that's so interesting. And so we talked about the family, talked about your upbringing, and then you talked about finding JLP. And so I think um, 
let's see, we're at 20 minutes right now. We're going to take a short, another short break. I'm trying to do five, 10 minute segments, you know, make it easy for people to, to listen in. So we're going to take a short break and we'll be back and we can talk about uh, what happened when you went to go forgive. <laughs> oh yeah, the fun part. <laughs> the fun part. So we'll be right back. <laughs> And we are back with Doubt Every Thought. I believe this is episode number 15. We're here with Leo, who's yeah, graced yeah. us. Yeah, <laughs> here's Leo. He graced us with his uh, presence today because a very busy man who's joined the military in a few months. And uh, he is a fellow son of God who's woken up and he's had some great experiences, wanted to share them with you. And we're just about to kind of go into your own experience of doing those three simple steps. And so the first step, go and forgive. Um, I'm kind of wondering what that was like for you. For me, you know, going to my family, talk to them. It was pretty simple, you know, white people, pretty simple. <laughs> you know, mom might, might be a little angry, but it's all good. Right. But I'm wondering on your side, like what, what was your experience like? What happened? Like what was the context? Is anything that you can give people context on for forgiveness? Wow. Well, um, as far as how it went down, it went down pretty simple. I think like, like you, uh, yeah. I just, uh, I listened Jason uh, Jesse Lee Peterson and if you guys listen to his um, videos that he puts up on YouTube saying forgive your parents I went and did that and for my mom she kind of it she, she didn't go crazy but she was like oh uh, like kind of confused she didn't know why and I told her interesting okay and her yeah she didn't like go like women crazy and the same thing with my dad too well actually my dad kind of had like a beta thing he was like uh, when I told him I forgave him, um, he was like, well, I forgive you too. And Ooh. then, and then I was like, uh, and then my dad, he always has something to say back. And so when he told me that, I was like, uh, I felt that ego was kind of hit me like, oh, I got to win this argument. Right. So, but then, um, you know, as soon as I said, I forgive him, I'm pretty sure it was all set in stone. Like my soul has been, or my spirit rather has been forgiven by God. Cause I really didn't mean it. And um, and uh, it, I think Jesse says that once you get that peace, it's not going to happen in a day, but it's, it's a process. But I could definitely say ever since then until now, it's, bro, it's changed. Yeah. 180. I know what you mean. And when you say you went to go forgive them, what did you forgive them for? Was it anything in particular or just, uh, just in general? That was one thing, too. I think that I, uh, I kind of rushed it. I didn't even know really at the time. I just was so desperate. I think to find that uh, that peace. Like I was, I was like, because at first it was the intellectuals. That's like where I thought uh, where I would get that peace. Like oh, like a Jocko Willink or listen to David Goggins and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I know those guys. Yep. Do do the physical stuff and and then maybe once my life is structured, then I'll find that peace. But I did it. Didn't work out, um, or I found myself still getting angry. And then um, I forgot yeah. where I was going with this, but then I uh, then I tried the uh, the forgiveness, and that's what worked. That's what amazing, right? Because yeah, that was that was kind of the idea. Is like what you were forgiving them for. Like for me, it was forgiving oh, my mother okay. for being overbearing, you know, and uh -huh. for my father, it was being weak and not protecting me from my mother when I was being raised. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. some some people are specific. They're like, 
I'm forgiving you for the 15th of August in 1944 when you whooped my butt. I, <laughs> I could tell it was Satan yeah. and not you, you know. <laughs> was your mom like the sweet personality kind of mom? But like she, uh, I think I'll say like kind of overbearing yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, overbearing. And she knew uh, she had this belief of our potential as children. And so she really helped us focus on education, all mm-hmm. the intellectual education. And so uh, because of that, uh, weekends were spent studying. Mm. You know, it was always about uh, education and setting ourselves up for the future. And right. in her mind, that was what she believed was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, you should go to college, get a job, get a career, work hard. It, you know, you know, white people work hard. So right. it's, it's kind of instilled in us. And my father went along with it. Um, mm. But she was more the head of the household. So she didn't have the time. Or luxury to have that peace and be mm-hmm. that uh, type of caring person and so it's like what JLP would say when it comes to forgiveness that you know you forgive them because they don't know what they're doing you right. know it's, it's not their fault it's it's Satan acting through them because they believe the thoughts in their head yeah and that's that's what I'm finding fascinating is you know you've done the forgiveness and you know I'm guessing either you're gonna suffer and die on this question or, or it's going to be okay. But mm-hmm. I'm guessing you do the silent prayer every morning and every night. Is that is that true? Oh, man, as of now, no. Suffer. I'm going to suffer, that's for sure. And I have been suffering. That's crazy. How dare you? Why yeah, haven't you been doing it? It's, uh, <laughs> oh, man, I, I get It's excuses pretty much. Like, there oh, we man. go. That's I'll, good. Like, you know how, um, uh, yeah, I'll just, I'll just be like, oh, I'm laying down on my bed. Like, oh, I could do the silent prayer laying down. But then next thing I know, I'm sleeping. Oh, okay. I okay. fall asleep and I'm like, oh. And I wake up in the morning like, damn, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't sound. It's like what Jesse said last night. Go to sleep a fool, you wake up a fool. Yep. <laughs> damn. And he's so, it's so right. It's, so true. it's very true. And don't get me wrong. Like there's been many nights where I do like five minutes of the silent prayer. Like it's right. nothing. Right. And, and for reference for everyone else who's listening, the silent prayer is basically you're observing your thoughts. You're not saying anything out loud. You're not hooping and hollering. You sit there quietly at the edge of your bed or in your chair, and you basically observe the thoughts that are flowing through the forehead, because uh, that's Satan trying to tempt you. And as you watch those thoughts, you begin to get distance from them, and then you actually get to know who you really are um, when you actually do that. So it's it's really cool. So that's been kind of my experience. But yeah, so suffer and die, man. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That's the end of the interview then. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, I'm totally kidding. So we'll finish up this section and then we'll go on to part, I think, three or four. We'll talk about doubting every thought and a father's love, which I think will be a kind of fun topic. So we'll be right back. with Leo. Mm. Leo is crushing it so far, which is uh, amazing, as he would say. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mentioned uh, two things, Leo. One was um, doubting every thought, and the other one was a father's love. Mm. Um, You know, when it comes to you and you hear the term doubt every thought, 
how how do you kind of see it? Do you do you struggle with this sometimes? Do thoughts capture you still, even though you've been waking up? Like, what's been your experience, kind of returning to God in a way and doubting those thoughts? Well, when I have uh, been doing a silent prayer, piece of cake, easy. Yeah. But uh, because I'm practicing it, but as soon as I slip up and I miss my silent prayers, I'll catch myself believing a thought, and then. I'll feel that anxiety. Yep. And then at the same time too, I do realize like, oh, wait, it's because I believe this thought. And I'll, but I'll, I'll still be in my head. Basically, right. it's like, you know, once I practice that silent prayer, it's it's a wrap. It's it's easy. It's like you just catch them and catch them ahead of, ahead of time. That's good. That's a good experience. And here's how I see it. I see thoughts as coming from Satan. So literally he's whispering in every person's ear on this realm or earth or mm. flat earth or whatever, wherever we live, right? So yeah. it, he whispers in everyone's ear and thoughts are just an offer or a suggestion. And we yeah. can either choose to ignore the suggestion. We can either choose to accept it. And if we accept it, then mm. we feel the feeling of that suggestion. Um, and then because of that, he then can labor on with another one and another one and another one. And you think you're your own God. And then eventually mm. you just want to uh, kill yourself. So <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's if you're eventually believing all your thoughts and like losing your mind. Well, one question I did uh, wanted to ask was like, you know how um, all like David Goggins, Jocko Willink, they got everything all structured out. Like, yeah. you know, like 6.30 workout, 7.30 breakfast and whatnot, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Is that, is that like living in your thoughts kind of thing or in your head? Or, or... That's a good question. So kind of like, are you saying like the idea of having a structured life is then you're trying to externally control yourself so then internally you're kind of controlled as well? Yeah, or because uh, they, they really like plan out their whole day, which is in the future. So then I, I'd imagine they'd be thinking about, well, they're thinking about the future and trying to plan it, but they don't That's ultimately... A great question. It ultimately, ultimately, no. It's a great question. I don't know. Like I know uh, when I used to follow Jocko mm-hmm. uh, quite a lot. Uh, read his book. Um, I forgot the name of it. I have it like in my bookshelf somewhere. Um, it, it's all about planning for contingencies, focusing on closing on the actions at hand, mm-hmm. and figuring out the next step. And to me, what the answer that actually just came to mind to me right now is that. Uh, what he's talking about is really kind of like your profession where you become competent at it through practice and structure and learning from other people. Um, but he's not talking about being in your head and trying to believe all your thoughts. You know, So many times if something bad happens in the field, a lot of people will just allow their thoughts to go crazy and be like, oh, it's the end of the world. Oh, we don't know what we're doing. And then you'll try to plan things out and stop things from happening. Mm. Well, instead... It really seems like what he's talking about is you see the action, you know internally what you need to do, and you just go execute it without fear because mm-hmm. it's a very militaristic approach, but it's not a very spiritual approach, and it's very well thought out into the future. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like half the solution. you know. So he's got some of it figured out, which, again, he's amazing, right? Yeah, <laughs> for real. Yeah, he's balling out. So that's an interesting question. What do you kind of think about that for... My- planning and all that jazz my interpretation of all that was just like uh like prepare for it 
maybe or plan it out but don't i guess ha expect it to really go that like uh try your best i suppose to execute it don't make it a big deal if it doesn't work out and then just kind of let the chips fall where they may um, yeah that way you don't really stress about being on point or being on time or on schedule like you know things happen that, that are out of your control but i think uh like you mentioned jocko like if something happens in the battlefield you're not gonna be scrambling you you uh, have a plan b or plan c to fall back to um, it makes sense like to me it's like um i think jesse would say it too that's a part of the job where you create plans for when these things happen you'll do these things right but the plans that are being made aren't imaginary things in the future they're more just what the military has to do mm -hmm. you know versus somebody who's like my five-year plan for my business is xyz and you're just like, no, nah, man, just take it one day at a time. Right. You know, do a good job. Focus on the present. You know, otherwise you, you really don't know what's going to happen in the future. Right. Um, that's interesting, though, because there's the other side of me where, you know, he's trying to figure out all the potential things that could happen. Mm -hmm. And so your mind just goes crazy because you can figure right. out everything that goes crazy. Yeah, so en endless. It is endless. And right? then I know Jesse said, well, I, I probably... Uh, I think Jesse would say like, uh, just kind of let the chips fall where they may. Like, right. don't really have things planned out. As he says constantly, like he he never would have thought he would be in this position that he is right now. But if he had the approach maybe of trying to make a plan for his life, then perhaps it, he might not be there. But so um, it's kind of like the opposite. It's like, well, you got to make a plan, but then you kind of don't have to make a plan. Some it's kind of, it's kind of counterintuitive just being a son of God. Just wait and see. You'll know mm. what to do in the moment if you need to study or not. Right. You know, because you kind of know everything within. And a lot of people will try to overthink it to say, mm. you know, should I try to plan out what cereal I should eat? And, you know, you're just <laughs> like, just go forgive your mom. Be quiet. You know? <laughs> yeah. Do the silent yeah. prayer. <laughs> right. So that's interesting. And then the other thing I wanted to kind of mention, uh, you mentioned this earlier too, and I talked with uh, Samuel about this and I talked with um, Jacob about this. It'd be good to hear mm -hmm. what you think too. Um, the idea of a father's love. You know, we hear the word love all the time. You know, oh, right. I love you. Or a girl loves me. Or I love a girl. And I think that's all uh, hocus pocus, uh, sodomy, Satan, whatever. Um, right. And so I'm wondering... In kind of a comparative way, you have a father's love, which is kind of what you said you were seeking. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if you could just talk about that a little bit. Like, what is a father's love to you? Like, what does it feel like when you have the physical father's love in front of you, but also the spiritual father's love? So wherever you want to take that, I'd love to know more. What do you think about that? Wow, that's a great question. Deep. Uh, that is very deep. <laughs> but, you know, I like you, you touched on it a little bit, like... Uh, I guess a lot of people in this world have the word love or an understanding of the love. Um, I think misconstrued is the right word or they yep. think it's all emotions or things that are physical, but it really comes from, uh, in my opinion, like loving the right thing and uh, trying to instill that between or uh, with friends or your uh, family. Right. And uh, that ultimately, I think if you, allow yourself to be receptible to that would bring peace um, because uh, love is definitely not fear and love is not being scared and if you have love and it, it, you you know you love what is right 
you won't have that and um yeah and uh if the father does have perfect love it's not going to be all emotional and all ups and downs um like he's mad at you but he's trying to teach you the right way Uh, i think i know what you mean by that like mm -hmm. yeah one thing waking up for me and you know talking to a lot of people is you really really begin to sort out what you actually think about things and that's one of the things I'm figuring out is what a father's love actually is. And it's pretty amazing when you experience it from God, because it's kind of like God works through you. He's not angry at you. He's not guilty or anxious. He's just a dad. He's peaceful. He's got right. your back. There's nothing going on. You know, an analogy I told Samuel was, um, you know, a mother's love, which is Satan's love is like when the baby's learning how to walk it falls over one time the mother rushes over and the baby panics and it cries and then she has to protect it right self-justifying circle of just death Mm. (laughs) and then a father's love is the baby falls over and the father's looking at it baby looks up and the father says get back up you can do this right i believe in you i know you can do it that's funny that you say that because that i literally saw that happen at the park one one uh probably like a week ago uh, and the mother, she went, she, like you said, running like it was Titanic or something, <laughs> uh, melodrama. And in my head, I was watching, I was like, wow, this is amazing. I get, Isn't to, that see, amazing? I get yeah. to see what the woman, quote unquote, love is like. And I can see that they kind of instill the fear maybe a little bit because they kind of, they trip out. They, they think it's like the end of the world. Yep. And they, they kind of take, the, take away the kid from the challenge, whereas the father would be like, you know, he'd be chill and relaxed and know that it's not the end of the world and just wait a couple minutes till he calms down and just be like, okay, you ready? Let me show you how to do this. Right, exactly. He'll give you the instructions and guides and he'll make sure like pedophiles don't touch you. You know, yeah. it's like he takes care of the hard things. Mm, pretty much. <laughs> but when it comes to those tasks, he also knows that you're totally capable of handling it. Mm-hmm. And the only difference with God is he also has a plan for you. That's, I guess, the only difference. You add that. Interesting. You got like a dad who actually knows your future, right. <laughs> which doesn't exist, you know. Wow. So that's really fascinating, like how the woman, through her emotional response by believing her thoughts, mm-hmm. project this trauma into the child. Mm-hmm. And then the trauma just gets fostered into the child. And that's why you have to have the father there. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And a father who doesn't have anger, you know, or doesn't have uh, the spirit of his mama. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things that had that made it very difficult, or made it difficult for me to really get an understanding of what my father was trying to do, because my father had a really uh, short-tempered and impatience. Oh, he's a beta. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, beta, beta. And actually, his father ditched ditched his family. And his mom, according to him, was like, had to lay down the law, like beatings and beatings and beatings. And then Oof. so she imposed on him. And, and it's crazy because when I, uh, I kind of see what, like what his mom did to him, he did to me, I think, like with the impatience and, um, and like the outbursts, like very emotional. If he did something wrong, he'll like just explode. Interesting. And, um, but would you say it's kind of like, um, Two generations ago, it was more Old Testament where they did physical things to us. And then now they they internalize it and then they try to pass it along internally to you. You know, so instead of him trying to beat you, then he just emotionally would manipulate you in some way. 
you know right. he would be just aggressive but he wouldn't actually like hit you with a bat you know right. <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> things that they used to do back in the good old days <laughs> right yeah like they'll i get yeah my mom said it was like you know my mom or my father would be like, yeah, I, I guess I didn't like that growing up, so I'm not going to do that to my kids because I, I know that I, I didn't enjoy it as a kid. So interesting. That, I think I think that's uh, kind of agree with what you said. That's interesting. That's good to know what a father's love is. I like it. And uh, we'll take another short break. And when we come back, we can talk about uh, the biblical question that was this week, or we can talk about uh, something else. That'll be a surprise. So everybody, we will... Uh, be right back on Doubt Every Thought. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, everyone. Welcome back to Doubt Every Thought, episode number 15 or 16. One of them. We're here with Leo. Hey. Hello, Leo. Leo's so here. Leo's crushing it on the interview. He is a son of God. He's gone through <laughs> the forgiveness. He's doubting every thought. He is suffering and dying from not doing the silent prayer every morning and every night, but damn, we understand. He tripping. Uh, he yeah. <laughs> how dare how dare you blame brown people? <laughs> Samuel's still doing it. But um, uh, one thing I want to kind of talk about is um, our church, which is Bond, and in particular the um, biblical question that's asked. And the whole reason why our pastor Jesse Lee Peterson asked the question is that we know for ourselves and we think for ourselves, right? Mm. And it's not about like what job we have or clothes we wear or what we're doing or who we're dating and all that jazz. But the thing that matters is following kind of the kingdom of God. That's, I think, his general thing. Know for yourself, know what the answers are, actually grow that within you. Mm -hmm. And that's what I like about the questions. They really make you kind of reflect. It really make you think, that's for sure. Yeah, Yeah, and half the time I say, I got no clue. (laughs) <laughs> now that i've waked up now that i wake now that i've woken up so much i'm so woke um that i actually tend to know the answers all the time now which is mm. amazing because as you get to know yourself more and more things just naturally make sense and god just works through you but i wanted to know what kind of you thought leo on this week's question the question was mm. what is the kingdom of god like to you something like that damn yeah. pretty pretty intense right yeah it caught me slipping Got it. Ah, that's my mm. whole goal. I got to trick you up. <laughs> right. That's a good question, though. So what uh, is the kingdom of God like to you? Kingdom of God like to me. Wow. Um, Man, I guess it's like in the movies. The pearly gates, the clouds. Yeah. The big old city. God chilling on his throne, looking at you like you finally made it. Nice. Uh, you're here with the Father, all the angels around. Now, is this something that when you die, you either go there, or is it more um, oh, something that's here right now? How I do you like kind of see that? that? I like that. I like that. Mm, you know, that kind of makes that makes sense, though. I'm not going to lie. Uh, maybe perhaps if you do have that, uh, once you truly forgive and then you um, have that Father's love, then it is perhaps a kingdom or heaven on earth. Because you know how to deal with things and not really let it affect you. And once you get to that level, you could, you're at peace the whole time, no matter the opposition that you're going to be facing and the challenge. Uh, so, amazing. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's one of those things where there's no like right or wrong answer to this. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people would be like, oh, I got to give a, a really insightful answer so people mm-hmm. think I'm smart. 
you know and right. that, that used to be me uh but like right yeah, when i met too. jlp like i was always like oh i gotta please this black pastor i gotta gotta say the right <laughs> i gotta say the right thing like <laughs> <laughs> right and once once i went to go forgive once i've been doing the silent prayer morning and night and doubting every thought now it seems like the answers are coming to me um like way more easily and i kind of see it in a similar way where it's kind of like having peace you know when you mm-hmm. wake up it's really peaceful it doesn't mean that like thoughts aren't suggested to you all the time you know satan's always there being a little dick but right you know you really see him as this jealous person versus like your thoughts that sound like you and look like you mm-hmm. and that's just my perspective on it and you know it's really the kingdom of god is where god's actually working like through you like literally sometimes it feels like god is talking through me <laughs> how does that feel like feels amazing like uh you don't even feel anything like you'll right. be sitting and hanging out and then you'll say something and stare at someone and then a quarter second later you're like well that was deep you know like <laughs> you'll you'll actually rise up at the right time and say the right thing you know and there's a whole plan written out for you and there's there's no fear it's just i don't even know how to describe it it's indescribable I know what you mean. I think that I had a moment like that today. I was at work and oh, nice. um, and then um, we were watching these videos and this person and they're long and boring, like training training videos and whatnot. Oh sure, and yeah. This, this person right next to me, she started to fall asleep, and in my head, like it just didn't make sense. Like, well, they're paying you to be here and watch it. Like, I know it's boring, but like, and plus, if the manager comes in, he sees you sleeping, he's gonna get mad at you. So I just like woke and, and I was kind of battling in my head like, dude, what if I wake her up and then she starts flipping because she was kind of hood. And then, she was kind of hood. She okay. was hood <laughs> yeah. from, from the ghetto. That's so funny. Okay. But then I uh, I was like, well, and then I thought about like, well, Jesse says like people don't do what's right because they're afraid of losing something. And then that thought popped in my head. I was like, wow, that's true. So I went and did it. And then, she, well, she looked at me and she was like, she, we were just staring at each other. And I, was, I pointed to the screen as in to like say like get on get back on it and yeah. just, and then she had like a little hissy fit and the next thing you know she started doing her thing and I was like well I, you know I uh, I, I guess that's kind of like love because everybody else would probably would have not said anything and let her fall into that trap of maybe yeah you're speaking up I mean yeah. again that goes to like a father's love right it's exactly it's, it's uh kind of like what roy masters like i said earlier um that was offline uh roy masters is this really good um guy i listen to from time to time uh, he's mm-hmm. like 92 years old he i think jlp actually uh, learned from him too but he had this idea of how you begin to observe how life is happening to you and you have firmness and patience mm-hmm. and so like you have the patience to accept whatever's happening to you and then you have the firmness to say what needs to be said at the right time in the right place. And right. many times your thoughts will try to get you to not do something. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll feel this impulse to be like, oh, I need to speak up. And then they'll say, oh, but what if she's hood? What if she wakes up and stabs <laughs> you? And, you know, she got the get. Yeah, she steals your steals your weed. And, oh, you shouldn't. You know, you're a bad person. And then <laughs> if you buy into it, then later on the thoughts are like, oh, look at you, you weak person, you know. Right. So thoughts are just amazing on how Satan will just try to pull you up and bring you down. You oh know? yeah, it's, roller it's, coaster. It's amazing to me. And so when you have that father's love, that initial intuition where 
you don't have to believe what you're telling yourself. You just know it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. That that's what a father's love is. Um, and so that sounds really interesting that you actually you're starting to experience it more and more over time. And mm-hmm. I'm sure as you do the silent prayer more often, every day, every night, you're going to feel it more and more and grow into it and speak up at the right time. I mean, it's amazing, man. Absolutely amazing. And one thing, too, I noticed is when Jesse says uh, you ain't seen nothing yet, like the progress that you can make when you wake up is phenomenal. Um, like initially when I woke up, I was, I was too afraid to even um, speak up against my family. Mm-hmm. about what things that I just believed. Uh, right. And how I'm going to like, you know, the straight pride parades. I'm yelling, I'm, I'm yelling at, at Antifa. <laughs> I'm getting in like altercations in a fatherly way. Like, right. It's not like I'm angry. I'm, I, yeah, I'm just calling them betas. And I'm just like, you yeah. forgive your parents, you know. And <laughs> it's it's one of those things where a father's love doesn't mean you're not aggressive. Like You can be intense and aggressive, but you can tell it's coming right. from a good spot. You know, exactly. sounds like that's what you kind of went through with your father, too. Maybe it came from a bad spot with him, but, you know, right. it is what it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I realized it, too, like looking back, it's like, man, you ever had those moments where, you, I don't know, your mom or dad, mainly your dad, like he'll tell you something and get all pissed off about it. Well, then once you relax, like an hour or so later, you start thinking about it, like, damn, that mother, that mf was right. Yeah. No, it happened that, to me all the time. I mean, hurt, actually, only a few times in my life. You know, yeah. it's very rare. You know, he's the few times my father spoke up was when I couldn't deny the truth he told me. Right. Um, I remember in college, I was purposefully not going to classes. You know, I didn't care Oof. about them. I got a motorcycle. I was just riding it around. Just, I just didn't care. I had no purpose in life. And then father um, found out. Yeah, and he called me, and Oof. he was just like, um, "Hey, like," and I was getting, I was barely passing, getting C's and D's. And normally I was a person who does really well. And he called me and I'm like, well, dad, you got C's and D's in college. Why can't I? And he told me and he was just like, well, son, it's, you know, when I got C's and D's, it's because I wasn't smart enough. Um, And you're getting C's and D's because you just don't care. Wow. (laughs) That's the father's, that's so father. He wasn't judging me. Logic. I was just like, oh, that's true. (laughs) On On the call, I was like, ah, good point. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. and Damn. I, i'm one of those people where I, like, I i'm like oh you're right and within a few months i picked up my grades again and just turned around and that father's love is something i didn't really have but now i have god which is phenomenal now i feel like a complete alpha <laughs> great that's what's up man that's amazing let's take another short break and we'll be right back and we'll finish up this interview with uh, mr leo so hang yeah. Alright everyone, we're in the last section of uh, episode number 15 or 16 I think and uh, we're here interviewing Leo on the Doubt Every Thought podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And you know we've covered the main questions, talked about father's love, Jocko Willink, uh, about experiences with people trying to run away from their purpose by doing drugs or trying to find themselves. And we also learned a little bit about um, Leo's upbringing and about his parents and forgiveness. and. 
you know, this is kind of the section where I, I kind of reach out to the guests and I ask them, you know, when you compare yourself before you woke up to where you are now, a lot of people say it's amazing. And for those in the fallen state, they don't understand that we really mean it. It's amazing. And so I wasn't sure if you had other words or a perspective on what your life was like before and what it's like now to maybe encourage someone to go and forgive their parents. Man, yeah, it's. Uh, I recommend it to anybody who who, who uh, finds himself not having peace or getting ticked off at the slightest things. I'm telling you, that's all you got to do is really um, maybe perhaps humble yourself and just uh, not judge your parents for the things that they, that probably got you ticked. Um, yeah, like the Pope. One, the Pope. Right, was the Pope. Ticked. Pope was mad. He was ticked. <laughs> he was snapping. But, yeah. That's a good point, man. I mean, yeah. why do you think a lot of people don't, they, some people may know this and they don't go and forgive. You know, I was wondering, why do you think some people don't do that? I, I, I think it's just not taught. Uh, I totally agree. I yeah. Like some people don't want to wake up. Like there's a common saying that says uh, you can't wake up someone who is pretending to be asleep. Right. Uh, I think some sort of Indian proverb or something. Um, similarly, there's a lot of people where you show this to them and they believe their thoughts and they just run away from it. Right. And all we can tell you is you can suffer and die or you can forgive your parents and doubt every thought. You right. know, we're not saying that you have to like believe in Jesus. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's been my experience. Like it's, it's been absolutely amazing. And so you mentioned that what, what's it been like for you? So before anxiety, always trying to fit in, always trying to figure out what to do. And now you've kind of woken up. Now you've forgiven your parents. Now you're doubting every thought. Now you're doing the silent prayer. So what's life mm -hmm. like on the other side, being kind of born again, you know, son of God? It's been great. Uh, I think it, God, it seems as though God just kind of reveals like what you got to do next. Like um, I don't really, uh, um, I'd say that plan things out. Things just kind of happen. Like I remember I, was, I had a thought about like, oh, what am I do for career? Then the whole army thing that came up, and it was like a two birds with one stone kind of thing. Like, well, I always wanted to serve, and then they they teach you trades, so that right it, it just kind of revealed itself. I was like, okay, I'll do that. And you could and, totally be a mechanic, electrician, plumber. I mean, it's real life skill sets that are going to be needed. You know, exactly. That's such a good point. Free but, training, <laughs> but more more importantly, really, uh, aside from the physical, it's really just that peace, man. It's, there's nothing like it, dude. It, you could look people in the eye, no matter if they're on the bottom, meaning like a homeless person, or at the top, you don't feel like they're you're you're like less. You you guys are equal, I guess, in a way. I don't know. That's a good way to put it. You can actually look people in the eye. Mm -hmm. Like many times when and I listen. was in that fallen, yeah, you can actually listen to them too. Like when you're in that fallen state, you, I was always afraid to disagree with people and yeah, same here. I would always say things that were pretty, uh, vanilla. So <laughs> I, there's no real way for them to stab whatever I said. Oh, I see. You know, so I'd be like, yeah, I understand that perspective, but I also understand the other one. So you can't really say something that would make me feel bad. Right. You know, and now like I'll go to the protest and I'll be You're like, "You're wrong." Yeah, I'm like, "It's your fault as a man for letting <laughs> that woman 
<laughs> you know, have a child out of wedlock. That is your responsibility. And right. I'm like, why did you have sex with that man when you knew he was a beta male? <laughs> well, speaking about speaking about women, are you searching for a woman? I've Do learned you... not to. Yeah, initially right. I was, and then mm. um, I realized that means that I think I know what I need. Right. I think if you are actually searching out there for a woman, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't be on the sites or talking to them. Right. Of course you should be. Yeah. But if you're out there saying, yes, I know I need a woman, I know I need uh, her to be this type of attitude, and she has to be this tall, and this type of bust, and this type of whatever, you know? Like, if you're in that mentality where you think you know what you, like, want, you're believing your thoughts, and you're acting like God. Mm. And so that's why, to me now, I don't search at all. Right. I'll definitely have conversations. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if things pop up, I'll happily say hello to somebody especially in a line or just hear how their life is going yeah not searching how about you i was and i realized i stopped now that when i was searching i was more miserable searching than i was when i was chilling (laughs) because i was like i would like i would try try or i would go out go out and then get disappointed get disappointed and then get the thoughts it all starts with believing the thoughts but then now yeah when you're not like uh, searching for it it's almost like the opportunities just kind of reveal themselves and it's even more those opportunities even like happen more than when you were actually searching i know what you mean i said that in the men's forum yesterday where when i was searching actively it was like um, <laughs> i felt like i had a spotlight and spotlight and they were the roaches i'd try to find them and they'd all run away you know right <laughs> like, <laughs> it did never work and now now that i actually speak up and i actively like say no, you should not be having sex out of wedlock. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I say it as jokingly because I'm trying to make an impact. Right. Like all of a sudden there's all this different type of attraction where a part of them are trying to pull you down because they're believing the thoughts in their heads. Like, oh, this is a strong man, but I can control him. Right. But then there's this other attraction to it where like we need strong men and they can smell it now. Mm. Like that's what a strong man is. It's not someone who gets angry and yells and punches you in the face, you know, when you cook the casserole the wrong way you know (laughs) like a good man actually chastises you corrects you and guides you to the light yeah and the whole saying of uh they're gonna love the hell out of you is literal it's true man they look at you different they look at you like you john wayne or something clint eastwood exactly and it's not because i think i'm amazing it's just because god's acting through me you know Mm -hmm. god in christ christ the man man over woman woman over children just loving what's right yeah like they love me and then i love god and then god will give us the love that we all need and we'll be we'll be protected right it's not that complicated you know that's that's the way love flows it flows top down it's not made from the woman coming up you know especially when they try to tempt you with sex run away (laughs) it's crazy how all that's how simple it is and then there's like books and books and books phds People trying to figure out the scientific psychology, way about... and they're just like, and then you have the whole pickup artists who just abuse women, you know, and then you right. have the whole MGTOW guys who um, then blame women versus blaming themselves. <laughs> <laughs> right, and that's you, kind of sad to see. Yeah, I used to be MGTOW. I used to be men going Me their too. own way, and it was super gay. I would just, <laughs> I would just read all those forums, and be like, oh, look at that stupid woman. That's why I'm alone and single and can't get them and furiously masturbate the pornography. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, it, it's So terrible. much hypocrisy. Yeah. Mm. And now that I awaken, I don't watch porn. I don't hate anybody. 
and now it's all clear and it makes sense and that's why we have the podcast so we can talk about it with people like you like your own waking up experience talking with uh, everybody else and just inspiring people to kind of do it themselves and forgiving their mamas for uh, making them resent them forgive your mama <laughs> Well, is there anything else Leo, you want to kind of impart some wisdom or you have anything you want to say or any questions for me before we wrap this one up? Man, I just say again, said it earlier, forgive your parents. Uh, you don't have to carry that anger. That's not you. That's from, you know, Satan. That's that's not you. You're, you shouldn't identify with anger. And once you do forgive, like Jesse said, is you haven't, you haven't even seen nothing yet. All the answers that you wanted is going to be... Uh, given to you or i don't know if that's the way right way to put it but kind of like revealed yeah revealed yeah yeah that's great leo i mean leo's 26 now i mean he's crushing it. i'm 30 i'm just waking up and so i can't wait to see the next generation of men actually being men versus beta males me too <laughs> your generation betas oh man so everybody this has been great leo thanks for coming on man it's been great uh, chatting we should chat maybe once or once every other week see how things are going with you Oh, yeah. Anytime, man. Just let me know. Uh, sounds awesome. So thanks, everyone, for calling in. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I think, uh, as we always say, three simple steps. Go to your parents and forgive them for making you resent them. Uh, have Make sure you doubt every single thought because it's coming from Satan. It's not you. Even the ones that sound like you. <laughs> even the ones that are talking to you right now saying, I'm crazy. Don't trust them. He's lying to you. And, of course, the silent prayer every morning and every night. Got a few of those on doubtevrythought.com. You can find them on the uh, silent prayer page. And got a few good tutorials. So we'll see everybody on the next one. And thanks for listening. Take care. Yeah, look at that. Yo, that was dope.